honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the sportstuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. It's nice to be back once again. It's also available on <laughs> Stitcher and Double Twist. By the way, Double Twist Android Stitcher is on pretty much every mobile device. And iTunes, of course, is for Apple. Okay, yeah, I just go over that just in case. <laughs> um, well... I apologize, I've been away for a little while. I mean, like, what? You wanted me to do a show or something? Like, what What? What the hell do you want from me, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, just a crazy schedule. You know, same routine, right? And for those of you that are brand new listening to the show, yeah, I have a crazy schedule. So, yeah. Uh, generally, I like to keep this show once a week. I think I'll be able to again now with uh, football wrapping up. So, Purple Mafia will be much more sporadic after the Super Bowl, which is, makes this show much easier to record and all that. Uh Let's go. Uh, I'm going to try to catch up from where we left off. We left off uh, with a Friday, January 15th game. That's where we'd be starting against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The early ones, I'm not going to go over too much, so I'll talk a little bit about the Suns one, I suppose. There isn't a whole lot to say other than it's just a lot of fun. Um, and then we'll get more and more detail as we get closer. Pretty much from the Dallas, Memphis, and Cleveland games will probably be more, more to say on those. So let's go. Rock and roll. Three-segment show, we'll review these, preview the next week, and, of course, fan interaction in segment number three. Bombs away. Friday, January the 15th, Minnesota Terminals head to Oklahoma City, and as I expected, they lost. Yeah, (laughs) they lost. Um, Oklahoma's, well, they're the third-best team in the Western Conference, which is kind of funny considering how good their record is. We kind of have an idea why, unfortunately. Uh, That other team in (laughs) Northern California, the other one, not the Sacramento Kings, the other one, I'm not even going to say their name anymore because I'm tired of the media coverage. It's, oh, I'm tired of it. So I'm going to probably start calling them that from now on, and I'm not going to comment on anybody posting about them. And, yeah, anybody posting Warriors stuff on Timberwolves pages, please, come on. Please, do we have to see more coverage of the Warriors? Like, we, we get it. Okay, anyhow, it's up to you who you're a fan of. Uh, the Spurs as well. Okay, there. I just said their name, so we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done with that. Sorry. Well, Oklahoma City game, not the funnest thing ever. As I predicted, Andrew Wiggins played well. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns didn't play as well as I predicted. He struggled in this one, only 4 of 13 from the floor. Wiggins, not the greatest field goal percentage ever, but he was the Andrew Wiggins we're hoping to see. We're hoping to <laughs> we're hoping to see him continue to develop into a 25-point guy, and that's what he had on this particular night. Shabazz Muhammad adding 15 again, continuing his strong play. You're going to see his name... Quite a bit during the course of the show. Zach Levine in and out a bit. But as we get later on, we'll talk more about uh, some positive things about Zach Levine here. And it's not just, oh, he's running the offense well, this and that. To me, that's not who he is. He's a shooting guard. End of story. Period. Okay, I just say, yeah. (laughs) Nikola Pekovic, fairly strong in the game. Fairly strong. Nikola Pekovic, all he's really good at, really, right now is, well... Close range shots, you know, just putting the ball in the basket. That's good. We appreciate it. Defensively, well, he's physical. No athleticism whatsoever, and he's probably a below average rebounder for somebody his size, I would say. For somebody his size, before I annoy somebody so much for daring to call someone a below average rebounder. 
Enos Cantor, well, he wasn't quite the Wolves killer in this one, but he normally is. Cameron Payne, I'd rather have him probably than Adrian Payne at this stage, wouldn't you? And then there's another Cameron out there who's in the Super Bowl this next upcoming week. But of course, Purple Mafia is off for the week because of that, which is, yeah, because we're waiting for the Super Bowl. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, just a team effort. They just kind of shot the ball and it went in, as uh, Greg Popovich would say. Nothing special from the outside, only 21%. The Wolves actually shot better from three-point range, but uh, half the free-throw attempts, basically. You get the idea. The Warriors just generally, they they just kind of had their way with the Wolves, blowing by them with their speed and their mid-range shots, and then missing three-pointers, I guess, but getting tip-ins, all that stuff. Russell Westbrook with a triple-double in the game. Oh, goody. What's an amazing stat for Russell Westbrook is the fact he only attempted 10 shots in the game. That's a miracle. I mean, 10 field goal attempts for Russell Westbrook? Starting to figure it out a little bit, isn't he? It's too bad that he that they're third in the Western Conference, though. It's kind of a kind of a crying shame when you think about that. Sunday, 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 January the seventeenth. As I predicted, the Wolves defeat the Phoenix Suns. They finally get a win. Finally, so finally ended that long losing streak, which drew which has drawn the ire of many a Timberwolves fans against head coach Sam Mitchell. And you know what? I don't blame you. Some of you that might blindly just criticize, cut down, he's the worst coach ever. Just lay out the reasons instead of just cut him down, obviously. Uh, there are lots of reasons. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that later, though. We'll get to that later. You know, let's get through some of these games a little bit here. Kind of, We were kind of like the Oklahoma City Thunder in this one, I guess. Yeah, we, we kind of were. We shot more three-pointers, and we made more, too, about 40%, 7 of 18. But look at the field goal percentage on, from the floor overall. Almost 57%, 39 of 69 it was just a fun little game. Nobody had a big breakout, except you could call Rubio's game a breakout with 18 points. Just a strong performance. The Wolves moved the ball around, but more probably than anything else, the Phoenix Suns don't give a rat's ass anymore. They just don't care. And Zach Levine, Rubio, Wiggins, all the guards basically had a lot of fun out there, even though Wiggins is a guard forward, but you get the idea. Um, just a fun overall game for those guys. Kevin Martin even hit a couple shots there, 11 points in the game. Oh, pardon me, I just bump the table. <laughs> Gorgie Zhang, 15 points, 6 rebounds. Even added a block in there. Carl Anthony Towns was a stud like always. Didn't even have to, didn't really shoot the ball much, but made what he needed to. Basically just an efficient overall game for the Wolves. Not a whole lot to say other than it was a fun, positive night for the Wolves and the Suns just don't care, I guess. And that's kind of too bad for Mr. Uh, Jeff Hornacek over there on the Phoenix Suns bench. It's kind of a mess right now. Um, to think just two years ago the Suns were in the postseason talk. Actually, was it just last year? Pretty much. The Suns were right there, like 7th, 8th seed or such. And I, I don't know. It's kind of goofy, isn't it? Hmm. Kind of goofy indeed. <sighs> Tayshaun Prince, yeah. Well, he actually was even solid in the game. Here, yeah, He was actually really good. This might have been his best game as a Timberwolf. But again, it was against a team that didn't really try really hard. So it's kind of, you don't want to, you don't want to rain in the parade of a fun game. But at the same time, yeah. Facts are facts. Fun little performance, though, for the Wolves. Tuesday, January the 19th. I don't know what it is, but regardless of how bad the uh, the New Orleans Hornets have it, in fact, the record is almost identical to ours, but uh, there's just a wily wall when the Wolves play the Oklahoma, when the Oklahoma City Center. The New Orleans, I call them the Hornets, the Pelicans. Wow, New Orleans Pelicans. The Wolves started out so well in this game, took a big lead, Took a big lead, 38 points in that first quarter. Things looked so good. We're scorching the net. We're picking up where we left off against the Phoenix Suns. And then as he head to the second half, it was Wiley Coyote Wall yet again. Again, those of you new, well, the whole, do you know that a bit of the Wiley Coyote? 
<laughs> where he's chasing the Roadrunner. You paint the uh, he would he would he he gets this bright idea when he gets up to a uh, like a mountain, a wall, whatever, and he paints a tunnel with the, with a road through it. And okay, okay, I'm gonna fool the Roadrunner. He's gonna run run into this wall, and I'm gonna catch him. Well, it's like the wolves do that. They get this great idea. They paint the wall. And then the team runs right through it, and then we ride a chase them, and boom, we hit the wall. So, yeah, you get the idea. That's probably like pretty old news for most people out there. Just just a little bit old. <laughs> Anthony Davis, oh boy, the brow was browing. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was browing. He wound up with 35 points in the game. Nobody could stop him the whole night. Nobody on the inside could do anything against him. Pekovic wasn't in the game because it was the uh, the first of a back-to-back situation. Um, 20 and 13 for Carl Anthony Towns. A strong performance. It wasn't the best game ever, though, between the two stars. Mostly Anthony Davis just had a fun game out there, and that was about it. You could say the Wolves, they looked so good early on, and it was just, it just ended up being a lousy, lousy finish, you know? And that's kind of a trend as well. Terrible shooting from the outside, only 3 of 14. Ugh, just an overall struggle of a game. The defense went from decent to non-existent. I keep calling them the Hornets. The uh, the uh, Pelicans started hitting from the outside, and of course nobody again could stop Anthony Davis the whole game. It was so frustrating. Nice to see Drew Holiday back in there. Um, that's a point guard. I don't understand why he's coming off the bench for Eric Gordon and Tyreek Evans. That's kind of stupid. I don't know. That might be a large reason why the Pelicans are struggling. Drew Holiday's a pretty damn good player. 19 points, 9 assists. That's pretty much what I see out of Drew Holiday long term. Even shot 50%. 2 of 3 from 3 point range. I've always been a fan of his. You know what, New Orleans? If you don't want Drew Holiday, we'll take him. You know that? And yes, I, you know, I know all you out there, Rubio lovers out there, Marlena included. You know, <laughs> There's a lot of Rubio lovers out there. On the different, on the various Facebook pages, Vince Germano is a big Rubio lover. I like him too. Don't get me wrong, but Drew Holiday can play in this league. Um, I know some of you might be thinking, Drew Holiday, come on. And yeah, Rubio is a perfect fit for this. Uh, he's a perfect fit for this roster with all the athletes and everything. So maybe I'll just shut up and move on. It's just, I, I don't know what happens with this team sometimes. They get in the flow, things are going so well, and then all of a sudden it all just vanishes. It just stops, and that's what happened in this one. The defense went away, the offense went away. And that was about all there is to say. I, it's just a boring game, and it's a blur at this stage. <sighs> Wednesday, here we go, the back-to-back, like I was saying. It's kind of, I like the way Sam does it. He sits packed the first one, and then starts packed the second one. And then Garnett sits the second one. That's smart. That's the one thing, you know, that's maybe the one thing Sam Mitchell does right, probably, is the rotations between Kevin Garnett and Nikola Pekovic. Garnett's age, of course, and Pekovic is, uh, you know, yeah, his, his uh, damaged goods. Wolves lose 106 to 94, and I didn't get to predict this game because I just didn't, unfortunately, and I didn't get to, uh, I didn't do a show last week. Extremely fun game for the Timberwolves. And you notice a trend here when Nikola Pekovic starts at center. One trend is his stats suck, <laughs> and he only played 14 minutes. It's kind of Garnettish in terms of, and I know I'm not trashing Garnett, so take it easy now, <laughs> but they're garbage statistics. <laughs> Mainly limited minutes and everything, you know, limited role, all that. But every time Pekovic is at center, he frees up Carl Anthony Towns, doesn't he? Look at this son of a gun. I mean, every time, he's just flying everywhere. It's 
damn, you know, it's like it's like you wish Gorgie Zhang could be the starting center long term, or maybe you just or you wish Pekovic was healthier. Man, we would have a hell of a trio of big men in this case. Look at Gorgie, he even wound up with eleven rebounds in the game. But imagine if Pekovic could play if he was a little healthier, maybe he well, twenty to twenty five minutes, stuff like that. Man, I mean, or just start Pekovic at center, I guess. I mean, look what happens when Carl gets to play power forward for extended time. I mean, the athleticism. Anthony Davis, who? I mean, he's another Anthony Davis at minimum, if not going to be a better version of him. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis. I mean, 27 points, 17 rebounds, 6 blocks. He even added 3 assists. The guy can pass like like nobody's business. I mean, I love Carl Anthony Towns' passing ability. Sometimes he makes mistakes, but yeah, well, you know, he's kind of like 20. He's like 20 years old. The guy's better than Kevin Garnett was at 20. Um, I, I, I think so. Um, <laughs> I think he's better than Kevin Garnett at 20. And I'm telling you, I got to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. Carl Anthony Towns, out of all the former stars that have played in this league, so many stars. You know, you have the Patrick Ewings. You've heard people compare Carl Anthony Towns to Patrick Ewing. And then modern day, you compare him to Anthony Davis. It's easy, too, when it's the same name, but you get the idea. A big guy who's like a power forward center or center power forward, whatever, who can block shots, rebound, score, all that kind of inside, outside type of game. Maybe hit a couple threes. He, he hit one in this game, by the way. And it was a very, very fun game to watch. Yes, it was. Um, the Wolves were in it the entire way. I'll get back to the ending later, but let's get back to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he reminds me of David Robinson more than anybody else. Before I missed, this, <laughs> before I like went off the topic there, I apologize. He reminds me of David Robinson a lot, um, and he really reminded me of David Robinson in this game. And when he plays power forward, he, he's a lot like Robinson. Even though Robinson was a center, you see more quickness out of Towns and freedom and athleticism when he plays power forward. And boy, he that that speed that Robinson had, the quickness, speed, power, just beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful to watch. Carl Anthony Towns, to me, is David Robinson. Uh, Robinson was a good passer, and that mid-range shot that Carl Anthony Towns has, that ball just is silk, the way that thing goes through the net when he shoots it from the mid-range shot. And yes, we're sick and tired of mid-range shooting in this town. I'm not, personally. That's my game, damn it, so other than slashing to the basket, but who cares about me right now? Um, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns has that same mid-range shot David Robinson had. It's almost exactly the same, and I always bring up years ago when I went to a Wolves game in 97 when Duncan was a rookie, Robinson, the whole night, stole that show, man. I mean, it was just one beautiful, it was one perfect mid-range shot after another, and and then you add the quickness, driving to the basket, dunking, whatever it is, and that Carl Anthony Towns has it, man. He has it. Carl Anthony Towns is a David Robinson player, man. He 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 is David. He is a David Robinson clone, modern day version. You know, just add a little bit of modern day to him, and that's that's David Robinson right there. You know, adding the three point shot and such. Shabazz Muhammad, well, he struggled a little bit in this one. He got the points, but he made some big mistakes down the stretch. Uh, the Wolves, man, they were up for a while. They were down for a little bit. That second quarter was disappointing. Oh boy, Wiley Coyote Wall. And then things were going so well. Third into the fourth period. The Wolves' defense looked good also. And then the Wolves blew the lead. They blew the bleeping lead. God dang it. And once that thing went to overtime, you just knew. You just knew that we were going to lose. And the Mavericks scored 17 points in only 5 minutes. 5 minutes, man. 17 to 5. And I got kind of, uh, I don't know, I was kind of the blunt a little bit of a little, fr- a little bit of a, 
angry. I don't know if they're going to Kool-Aid or what, but uh, I don't want to even go there. It's like, okay, on the on one of the Facebook pages, there's a Wolves Nation. I believe it's either it's either that one or Flip's Army, but I won't name the name of the person because I don't want to get. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm battling with them or anything, but. Come on, you know, I, I, all I was saying was the Wolves are the Wolves played well in the game, yes, but that finish was awful. And then the person came back and said to say that they were awful is just a flat lie. In the overtime, they were awful, though. Come on, in the overtime, they were awful. There was a lot of positives in this game. Yes, it's just irritating when you can't finish it. That's all, especially when you're leading for an extended period of time. Just, just finish the job. That's all. And I know they're young, they're young, they're young, and they're young. And we're going to hear that until we die of old age. We're going to hear it forever. They're young. Okay, yeah, I know. But eventually, one of these one of these days, something's going to click. I, I got to hope, and I think maybe we'll start winning some more games later in the year. Hopefully that doesn't mean a freaking extension for Sam Mitchell. How stupid would that be? We're going to get into that as we wrap up the, the first segment here later on. But this game right here, um, it generated a lot of energy back and forth. Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was extremely frustrating the way it finished. The Wolves probably absolutely should have won this game. And, and the positives, they're positives and everything. And you don't want to focus on the negative. But when you blow a lead and you have a bad overtime, there's going to be some negative, okay? Just please, please, <laughs> don't bury your teeth, okay? Just take it easy here. Um, so, ultimately... Sam Mitchell said something very stupid at the end of the game. And some Wolves fans agreed with him. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, put down that put down that blue raspberry Kool-Aid, okay, with a little lime in it, okay? Put it down for a minute here. Pedestrians? We're, we're all pedestrians, and we don't know what we're talking about when, okay, when um, we question what, what took place here. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Sam, but you know what? I got a statement, a very quick comeback to that. <laughs> Buddy, you're going to be the pedestrian in April, okay? The way this is heading. End of story. Good timing for me to start almost coughing here. I apologize for that. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> End of story, man. He's going to be the pedestrian the way this is going. He is. Uh, yeah, we'll get back to that soon. But I didn't like that. That's bullcrap. That really is. Um, okay. Yes, you know more. You're in the room. And you see more positives than we do. We appreciate that, but you, you you don't have to go like that. Maybe it's just his competitiveness coming out after losing the way they did. Probably, okay, God bless you, and he's a former player, and the guy's as competitive an SOB as there, is, as there ever was that ever played for the team. And Sam, you have no idea how much I loved you as a player. Oh, my God, I loved him as a player so freaking much. Loved him as a player. I think he's got, I think he is an outstanding assistant coach, but a head coach... Uh, I don't know, but you're the one that's going to be a pedestrian, mate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little bit of Aussie came out of me in that one. Uh, Saturday, January 23rd, a familiar name was in the building that day. A guy that's done over 500 podcasts. <laughs> now I'm getting teary-eyed right now. <laughs> over 500 different shows. What is this, 160, 465? I can't remember exactly, but it's right in that range of Timberwolves Explosion. Seven and a half years of Timberwolves Explosion, but I've been a fan since 91 at the very at the, at the bare minimum. You could say all the way back to 89, but I didn't watch as closely until 91-ish. You can thank Michael Jordan for helping me kind of get, get into the game at a quicker date there. <laughs> but uh, 
I wish I was watching in like 87, 88, though, man. I mean, I, I was old enough. It's just, damn it, I waited a little bit. Um, but a certain guy named Paladino Joey was in the audience, yeah, in the same area, but not exactly. I had to walk over a couple of sections to go check out my old seat after the game. I'll talk about that in the fan interaction. I'm getting off track. But I was in attendance in this one, and this was a really fun game. I mean, this was a pleasure. This was an absolute pleasure, and I was all by myself, so I could be more studious rather than uh, just kind of, you know, more studious than ever. I mean, I, I love being at a game by myself, you know. <laughs> I do. I can just sit I can just sit there, study, learn, this and that. The Wolves look like dog dookie early on in this game. And <clears throat> this the offense, I was even tweeting during the game and on some of those Facebook groups, but... Um, the offense early on looked like guys coming down the court, not really sure what to do, <laughs> and they were making passes, and then, oh, the shot clock's almost over, and just throwing up shots. What the hell? Early on, it was so frustrating to watch. I didn't understand it. And then that second quarter was some fun son-of-a-biscuit basketball. And Matt Barnes is the biggest punk ever, and I hate him. You know, I hate him. He's a guy I can legitimately say I hate him and, and not have you guys jump on me other than the Northern California star over there. Yeah, I could say it. If I come out and say I hate him and call him a punk, I get as much flack as like, as like the, 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 frickin', the frickin' planes did on D-Day, you know, flying into Germany. I mean, that's a lot of flack coming at me. You guys defend that Northern Cal guy too much. But as for Matt Barnes, I can bomb him all I want, can't I? <laughs> Sons of Biscuit. Uh, son of a biscuit, yeah, but um, Carl Anthony Towns made every shot in this game, mid-range, well, let's just say he made five mid-range shots that looked absolutely perfect. Why he only attempted six shots in this game, I do not understand. What the hell, why, why weren't they giving him the ball more? I mean, what the hell? Carl Anthony Towns only 31 minutes in the game, too, which is kind of strange. This game had me really scratching my head about Sam Hatchell. He almost cost us the game. What the bleep is he doing? I have no idea, other than I suppose Kevin Garnett had a sore knee because he didn't play against Cleveland, so that's why you didn't see Garnett in the second half. Not that Garnett makes a huge difference at this stage in his career, he just kind of he's just kind of out there, energy, this and that. He got he played nine minutes, only got one rebound, two points. Um, Rubio was downright fantastic. Once he was in the game, boy, he was really orchestrating that offense in a beautiful way. Uh, Zach Levine. He's a fast break point guard. When he plays point guard, he's a fast break point guard, which to me just keeps spelling shooting guard. I mean, like, it's like a shooting guard bringing the ball up on the fast break and then just, uh, you know, setting a guy up who's for closer to the basket, a, a fast running small forward or maybe a power forward who's down the court already. Stuff like that. That's what guard, that's what Zach Levine is as a point guard. He's a transition point guard, not an offense running guy. Rubio, just some unbelievable passes in the game. Only one turnover. What an awesome game for Ricky Rubio. Getting to the free throw line like a madman in this one. I mean, I was really surprised to see that. 13 of 11 from the free throw line. Beautiful, beautiful game overall. Shabazz Muhammad was a highlight reel <laughs> in a big way. There were times late he couldn't finish, and it was like, come on, man, you got to finish. <laughs> he, got a couple, he got a few and ones in the game too, though, and he really helped the Wolves start things. But... Carl Anthony Towns is the guy that flipped that switch in the game. It was a close game at the time. The Wolves were hanging in there. Memphis kept taking small leads and building on him a little bit. But Carl Anthony Towns is the igniter. Like in baseball, many, many years ago, they called Paul Molitor the igniter. Paul the igniter Molitor. He'd get a base hit at this at a point, and it would start a rally. He'd, he'd get a hit at like this big point, and it would change the game. 
That's what Paul Molitor did. Carl Anthony Towns is the igniter, man. <laughs> Son of a gun. Gets the ball in transition off a Rubio pass. McCake takes a few strides and then turns the Jets on. I, I, I just didn't see this coming. I thought he was going to maybe look for somebody, maybe stop, look for somebody. Maybe somebody else is coming in transition and they finish with a layup or something. But no, Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> turned the Jets on. And I'm like, he's not. Is he Is he really going to? Oh my God. Did he put on a dunk of the AJs? And I posted that on the Facebook page uh, for Timberwolves Explosion on Facebook. Oh my God. That son of a gun put on maybe as good a dunk as I've seen at Target Center. I mean, that was aggressive. The crowd went eight bleep. And the players immediately followed with an incredible run that changed the whole outcome of the game. Uh, unfortunately, the Wolves almost cost this sucker up, but Shabazz Muhammad wound up with 25 points in the game. Kevin Martin made his first three three-pointers, and then he got stupid. You know what happened with Kevin Martin here? That frustrated the freaking bleep out of me. You know, he could have had a huge game, but he got stupid, and it changed his, his whole shot and everything. What did he do? Well, he was shooting, he, he, was receiving, he was on the receiving end of spot-up three-pointers, and he made all three of them. One, two, three, and it kept the Wolves ahead. It kept the Wolves in a position to win the basketball game. And then he did a cardinal sin that I think is what's damaged this team and many others for decades. Not, not decades, but for a decade. <laughs> he put the ball on the floor. That's what I used to hate about Wally Zerbiak. You have a, you have a chance for a quick spot-up three, release the ball, make it, keep it going. High percentage shot. Spot-up three-pointers are high percentage. That's why the Northern California team is successful. That's why the Spurs are successful. That's why the Detroit Pistons now are successful. I mean, it's unbelievable how good they are now, at least at least when we saw them. But so many other teams out there, the Houston Rockets, spot-up three-pointers. Why the hell is Kevin Martin <laughs> putting the ball on the floor and posting up? Uh, he almost cost us the game because the Memphis Grizzlies went on a huge run after that. Oh, and then Kevin Martin puts up a spot-up shot, and it looked like it was going to hit the. It didn't look like it was going to hit the broadside of a barn. Luckily, it clanged the outside of the rim and flew out of bounds. Or beautiful shot, Kevin. Beautiful. It didn't quite go out of bounds because these guys are a little quicker than us in pickup games. But you get the idea. Uh, terrible. Ruined his whole form. Kevin Martin, and then I was like, please, Sam, take him out. Take him the f- out of the game. The f- out of the game. Please take him out. Sam didn't take him out for the longest time, and Kevin Martin kept doing it, and then, yeah, it was just was it was what it was. But another thing, though, again, that was missing was Kevin Garnett, and at times Carl Anthony Towns. Why the hell wasn't he in the game? Well, because Sam Mitchell wanted to play Nemanja, now I can say, now that I can finally say it right, Bielitsa. 22 minutes in the game. The whole fourth quarter, the guy played like shit. Pardon my French, because I try to keep this a family show, but Bielitsa, I couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch. Oh my God! When he would spot up for threes, the thing there was just no way it was going in. They're way off to the side, like Kevin Martin's horrible one shot there, that one three that he missed. It was a horrible shot. But Bielitsa, oh my goodness, the turnovers he had at key times, just look clueless out there. Twenty-two minutes, by the way, playing power forward. Boy, two rebounds, man. Great job. Terrible turnovers, weak defense. Sam Mitchell was getting mad, flipping out, but he'd leave him in the game. Sam was yelling at him, but he left him in the game. Almost cost us the game here. Oh, I mean, is Adrian Payne that bad? You can't put him in over Bielitsa? I mean, you might as well just have Pekovic play an extended couple minutes. Just on this particular night, just a couple minutes. Might as well. 
But I suppose you couldn't because you had to start him eventually again in the back-to-back situations or because, again, Garnett was going to be out. That's what it was. But, my God, uh, Bialica, oh, unwatchable. I mean, Gorgie Zhang. Gorgie Zhang over Bialica. Hello? Come on, Sam. I mean, awful. Uh, Bialica minus 13 in the game, and he looked like he was a minus 13 in the game. Tayshan Prince, uh, extended minutes for him again. Nothing much. I mean, he made a couple shots, and we appreciate it. They were nice, but it's the classic long two-point two shots for Tayshan Prince. Like, whatever. Yippee do, yippee kaye, mother blanker. That's about what it was from him. Uh, outside of that, Shabazz Muhammad, great in the game, but he kind of started to. There was a definite uh, drop off with him later in the game. He was amazing early. He was he really benefited in that run, and he's one of the main reasons that run took place along the way. Wiggins just kind of quiet and steady. Uh, the Wiggins and Towns for the game shot thirteen of sixteen overall. But then that begs the question. Okay, 13 of 16, and they're the two best players on the team. Why aren't they Why aren't they shooting the ball more? Why aren't more attempts being garnered their way? I mean, yet you can have Bielitsa attempt four three-pointers in the game. I mean, who? I mean, he's about as ugly a three-point shooter as you'll ever see. I, I, I don't know. I mean, those guys should have been attempting more shots. Shabazz Muhammad is a very good player. Most of the I mean, he was very good on this particular night, but you don't need to just keep feeding him, feeding him, feeding him all the whole time. To me, he's the third option offensively. Uh, Zach Levine can be that too at times. Levine was more of a point guard than an offensive weapon. He was way better in the Cleveland game, Levine, and I'm going to talk about that shortly. Uh, that game will be a shorter review than this one. This one, I just had a lot to say. Being at the game, it's like it really gets me going, but... <laughs> um, yeah, those guys should have attempted more shots in the game. But a nice finish. The Wolves hung on, pulled it out, and it was a, a great feeling indeed. I have a pretty strong opinion on who's going to get the player of the game, right? Or player of the week, or week and a half, whatever, the Lone Wolf Award. But we'll get back to that in a minute. It may change here. Uh, just a, it's just a, uh, hmm, a new poster on, oh, that's a different one. Never mind. It's probably spam. That sucks. <laughs> it's happening right in front of me. Uh, Cleveland and Minnesota, what a nice effort by the Wolves. Yes. And yes, they're young, and they didn't finish the game, that and that. Uh, the Wolves, it's another woulda, coulda, shoulda. We could have won this game very easily, and we didn't. Uh, Pekovic started at center, and what happened? Carl Anthony Towns took off again. 26 points, 11 rebounds, athleticism. Didn't get the blocks, but the field goal percentage was amazing. 11 of 16 from the floor. Another strong, amazing effort. To think that he only played 29 and a half minutes in this game is, is an absolute shame, an absolute crime. Why is Sam Mitchell limiting Carl Anthony Towns' minutes? He should have had more attempts in the game against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who are a playoff team, by the way, which is an amazing win for the Wolves. Why is Bielitsa playing 16 minutes in this game? Sam, please. Get, uh, why? Why? Are you married to this guy, or what's the deal? I mean, the guy is not... He's not good, okay? I mean, I understand people need to sit down sometimes, but you have Pekovic, Jang, and Towns... Bielitsa maybe put him in for like, <laughs> I, I don't know, 16 whole minutes? I mean, why can't you cut about at least six of them out and get Carl about 35 minutes in this game? I mean, come on, Sam. Come on. That's six less minutes of that Bielitsa out there and and give them all to Carl. Seriously. I mean, he played so amazing in this game. Kept the Wolves in it the whole way. Zach Levine showed what he can be as a shooting guard in this league. And he played point guard as well. Nice transition points along the way. Uh, transition baskets along the way. Six assists. 
He could even be a, a playmaking shooting guard at times. But I saw something out of Levine. Now his field goal percentage from three point range not what I like necessarily. Two of seven. That's a little bit getting a little bit happy out there. Um, when he's like I've mentioned in the past, when he's bringing the ball up and he's forcing up threes, it's not going to go in very much unless he's unless he's having one of those games, one of those magical nights, one of those big nights, and he's going to scorch the net and get twenty eight. But I saw a play though, at least one play. <laughs> Where he took a spot up three, and where was that pass? Where, where, where did the ball wind up? Like literally right down the pipe, perfect shot. So there it is. Zach Levine is more than capable of being a stud with spot up threes. That's 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 what I want to see from Zach Levine more and more, and you'll see a lot more twenty point games out of him. Ultimately, um, fantastic, fantastic indeed. Uh, really nice. Really like. Really liked what I saw out of Zach Levine in the game, attacking the basket, and then again, at least on one of his two three point attempts, he scorched it from um, from a spot up shot. In fact, both of them were. It was really, really a nice thing to see. That's what Zach Levine needs to do. They need to have Zach Levine taking spot up threes, not bringing the ball up and forcing up threes. That's just not good basketball. That's that's a health club basketball. You know, guys at the health club that just they're just there to screw around. You know. That's kind of what I think of that Northern Cal team sometimes, but they freaking go in and it drives me nuts. But that's how it goes. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, not what we expected. Um, 39 minutes in the game. He was good, but not great. Only 20 points. He made half his shots. Certainly not nearly as aggressive as you saw in the past versus LeBron James, who again now is uh, 4-0 and against the Wolves since acquiring Andrew Wiggins, unfortunately. 4-0. and 25 points, eight, uh, 9 assists in the game. Uh, strong performance by LeBron James, Kevin Love, and such. There's some infighting going on in the lo- in the locker room. They fired David Blatt, all that. Uh, not sure where to go with this. Tyron Lue, I don't know what they're doing. Really? Um, it's one thing if Eric Spolster is your coach when he's been uh, kind of a, being groomed as a coach since, since 19, when he was being groomed as a coach since 1995 when Pat Riley got there. As a youngster, uh, he was a young up-and-comer at the time. Was uh, Eric Spolstra, and he proved himself as a as a stronger coach than people thought. But this time, LeBron James is a thirty-plus guy, and <laughs> Tyron Lue was playing not that long ago, and he's just a little backup point guard in the NBA. And I don't know, maybe he's a great assistant coach, but a head coach of this team, this team, a team trying to win a championship. Hmm, I don't know. I. Is he LeBron James's yes man? I guess. Uh, Della Dova was annoying in the game, damn it. <laughs> Sharp shooting in the game. Three-point shots. Perfect for Australia Day, son of a gun. Living up to Aussie in a strong way, so... Sorry, there we go. <laughs> so, good on you, mate, uh, when it comes to Della Dova, but... Damn it. <laughs> damn it, that sucks. Good on you, mate, but... Damn it, why'd you have to do it to us? You know? <laughs> why'd you have to do it to us? <laughs> Sorry, I, I pick up the Aussie accent sometimes. Just talking... <laughs> Uh, plus, I mean, obviously, a lot of my basketball friends are Australian. And a lot of my listeners are Australian. And God bless you. Shout out to you guys right now. This is dragging a little bit. I apologize. This is another game, though. Another woulda, coulda, shoulda. The Wolves shoulda won the game, but they didn't finish the job. And Cleveland took advantage during down the stretch. That third quarter did not go the Wolves' way. The offense sputtered like the Minnesota Wild level. Fourth quarter was a lot of fun to watch, but the Wolves just didn't finish the freaking job. Damn it. That's the whole point right there on Fortunately. So there you go. Let's wrap up this segment. Lone Wolf Award has got to go to the Igniter. That's going to be his his temporary nickname. Maybe, it, you know, it's going to be his nickname. 
uh, on this show, Carl the Igniter Towns, Carl the Igniter Anthony Towns. Um, there'll be other nicknames along the way. Yeah, there's Cat. Okay, that's just that's just initials, though. I mean, wow, that's so creative. K A T. Okay. Um, it's creative enough and it works. Okay. But I'm going to go with the igniter for the time being. He was the igniter again and the wolves, uh, followed that in a strong way, but didn't finish the job. That's just a thing. Someday they will be finishers, but not yet. Who do we give the, who do we give the, uh, oh yeah, I know who I'm going to give it to. <laughs> Johnny Clinton Memorial, Nemanja Bielica. You did not play well at all week. And he's probably the worst player on the, on the team right now. Go ahead, bash me, make fun of me all you want. But I, I think he's the worst player. Remember Demian Rudej? Remember his spot-up threes and how they went in? They went in, didn't they? Nabanya Bielica, well, he did get a wide-open spot-up three. Nobody gave a crap and he because he missed it horribly multiple times in that uh, Memphis game. He made one three-pointer in the Cleveland game. Good on you, but... Overall, good on you, Nemanja. But hey, that's cool. But uh, ultimately, not the best, uh, not the best week at all. You're getting the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Hopefully, you can have a good summer, come back, and be better. But you know, there's people out there who don't even know, didn't even know Rodez was on the team all year. Come on, like a Facebook group, I believe it's Wolves Nation or was it Flips Army? I'm not sure. But you know, go ahead, check those groups out, join them. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but Rodez, I, I think it. He can at least hit some spot-up threes. Maybe Bielitsa's defense is a little better, but it doesn't look like a whole lot better. Hmm. So that's it. Let's wrap it up. It's extremely long. We'll get to the previews right after this. What? Now you don't like the nickname Igniter for Carl Anthony Towns? Eh, well, too bad. I'm going to use it anyway. And we are back here on segment number two. How's it going? <laughs> Time to preview some games. Wednesday, January the 27th, the Minnesota Timberwolves host the Oklahoma City Thunder before going on a four-game road trip anyway. OKC comes to town. Do the Wolves have a chance in this one? Yeah, they have a chance. We've been playing a lot better since the last time we played the Oklahoma City Thunder, so why not? Why can't the Wolves beat the Thunder? I don't know. We just don't know how to win, I guess. Not against this type of team, I suppose. Winning percentage of 7 uh, 0.723, that's insane. And the only guy out right now is Mr. Ro- uh, Robertson over there. Yeah, Robertson, an- another one of the guys that got, you know, picked in the late first rounds and traded away when one of those on the David Kahn draft night. I'm over it, whatever. I don't even want to talk about that anymore. And those of you posting, still posting on other pages about the whole Curry Flynn thing, you need to stop it. It's stupid. Stop it. It's old news. I don't care. I don't care. I don't even want to think about that team anyway, for one. But at the same time, enough. Enough. We have Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. All right. Now, I need to do that too, don't I? Russell Westbrook has been playing some intelligent basketball, which I couldn't say years ago. He's uh, he's playing smarter. Kevin Durant is still an MVP type of player in this league. I'm not going to pick the Wolves to beat Oklahoma City Thunder. They haven't played them very well. Uh, then again, I suppose January the 12th, the Wolves did hang in that game, but they just copped it up. I'm thinking another one of those. Another close, well-played game, but Oklahoma City will 
be be the victors in this one. We all know their players: Deion Waiters, uh, even 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 Anthony Morrow, but Durant, uh, Stephen Adams, Cantor in the past has been a Wolves killer. Ibaka is always what he is. Nick Collison, these guys have been here for years now, man. I mean, years. Um, Westbrook is what he is. As long as he doesn't gun the the. As long as he isn't having a bad shooting night and guns the thitter, the thunder out of the game, I think the Wolves will win. Or the Wolves will win. I think the Thunder will win. Uh, but it'll be a fun, entertaining game. Wiggins will. Wiggins' numbers will be high again in this one. He plays well against the Thunder, and that's good. That's good to see. You're going to see Durant and Wiggins go at it a little bit here and there. But uh, at the same time, if, if Waiters is on Wiggins, he's going to go off. And I, I think Wiggins will get into upper 20s in this game. Carl Anthony Towns will factor in a double-double. This isn't a back-to-back, but is Kevin Garnett going to play this time? And if he doesn't, well, interestingly enough, Carl Anthony Towns plays better when Garnett isn't in the game. Yeah, I just said it, didn't I? Hmm. I, I don't know. It seems like he does. <laughs> At least when Pekovic is out there, he seems to play well when Pekovic is out there. He kind of, Pekovic just kind of gobbles up the bodies down low, regardless of who that body is. <laughs> And Carl goes crazy and has fun. He has an awesome game. So Carl's numbers will be decent in this game, but I think Wiggins will be the leading scorer. And the Thunder, the Thunder, will end up winning the game 108 to 104. It's going to be a nice game. Nice, nice played game. But the Thunder will pull it out at the end with some free throws, and it'll be like, damn it anyway. Wolves head on a four-game road trip. We're going to preview three of them just for the sake of time. I can't do all five. And hopefully I'll be recording by early next uh, week at some point. Friday, January the 29th, Wolves head to Utah. Utah. Um, This is a team the Wolves should be able to beat, I think. They're not playing as well as they were earlier in the season, and the Wolves have a victory against them this year so far. Will the Jazz get get, um, revenge on the Wolves in this one? Probably. Uh, it's like probably. I don't want to pick the Wolves to lose every game, but it's like, I don't know. Uh, we, we, we were a better road team earlier in the season than we have been of late. But when I look at the upcoming schedule, oh yeah, I see a win. Screw that. What am I talking about? Um, I'm going to pick Utah in this one. I think the Wolves can win this game. You know, I'm going to pick the Wolves to win this game. I, I think the Wolves have been playing better. I will pick the Wolves to beat the Utah Jazz. I've been bouncing. Sorry. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, lower scoring, probably, though. Team Wolves and Utah is always low scoring. But I think the Wolves will shine Will shine in this one. You'll see Zach Levine, hopefully, come out. He's had a good history against these Utah Jazz. He really has. Uh, last time around, Carl Anthony Towns had a huge game. And I think he's going to be, again, I think he's going to be the main star in this game. Uh, Ricky Rubio had 17 assists. This wasn't even that, yeah, this wasn't even that long ago, December 30th. Remember that night, 17 assist night for Ricky Rubio. Just insane, fun, fun effort for the Wolves. Uh, a streak buster, per se. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, Zach Levine did not have a good game that night, but he plays well in Utah. Go figure. And Nemanja Bielica played about as many minutes as I'd like him to see, and that's five. That's about it. That's about all he's good for at this point. Tyus Jones played in that game, remember? Remember him? Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about it, but I think the keys in this game will be Levine and Towns. Of course, Rubio, will, Rubio is always a key because he's, you know, I, you know, double digits assist type of guy. If he can get 10 to 12 assists in the game, I think the Wolves will win. Uh, Carl, Carl and Levine will do their thing. If Levine can continue to focus on some spot up threes, if they can, <laughs> if Sam Mitchell can somehow, some way, you know, <laughs> get some sense here and and have Zach Levine playing that way instead of playing back a point guard, maybe even have Tyus Jones enter the game, that type of thing. 
then uh, then you might have something with Zach Levine in this game. Uh, though, then again, I guess it'll have to be playing backup or with Rubio, something like that. It's going to be a mess, I guess. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns and Levine, though, I think will be the keys to victory in this one. Wiggins will get his usual 18-ish, 18 to 20-ish, but I think it's going to be Towns. will be in the upper, you will get in the mid-20 range, double-double type of performance. And the Wolves will beat the Utah Jazz 95 to 90. It'll be a nice little victory for the Wolves. Keep, keep us moving in the right direction in a sense. Sunday, January the 31st, we wrap up the first month of 2016 already. Sunday against the Portland Jail Blazers. Their record, again, they're another team who started out the season strong and is dropping off again. No surprise there. The Wolves never beat the Blazers. Uh, we, we did on occasion, but right now we don't seem to have any success against them. It'll be a fun game, I think, for Andrew Wiggins. He always seems to play well against the Blazers, and I predict he will again. 25 and up for this game. If the Wolves hope to win it, it's... Uh, is Towns going to show up in this one? I think he will. I think Towns actually... The, Portland doesn't have a whole lot going on inside. Uh, Plumlee and, and Vanla. I mean, that's the thing. That's an opportunity for... Uh, that's definitely an opportunity for Carl Anthony Towns actually to pick up the pace. Though I do also think Wiggins can shoot right over CJ McCollum. Driving on him is another story. That'll be tough. And Amino's a defensive specialist if he's playing small forward. So... Maybe this is more of a Towns game. It's like I, I, I always think Wiggins when we play Portland, but it's probably going to be more of a Carl Anthony Towns game. And if it isn't, the Wolves will lose the game. We'll just leave it at that. But I'm going to pick Portland to win this one, 106-100. to 106-100, Portland will win the game in Portland, Oregon. It might be worse than that, and I hope it isn't. But Portland, I, I, it's just a bad matchup, and we all know who's going to get his... 28 to 30, 35 points in the game, and that's Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, he always plays well against the Wolves. And CJ McCollum has become uh, one of those guys who can really scorch the net. He's another one of those small shooting guards who can really, really shoot the ball like nobody's business. Uh, McCollum will get 20 plus, and Lillard will get maybe upper 20s to 30 ish, unfortunately. And I think the uh, Portland Trailblazers pull this out, despite the fact they've not been playing well. But the Wolves will be competitive in the game and make it interesting down to the bitter end. Final game to preview, Tuesday, February the 2nd. Is this Groundhog Day? Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't care anyway. LA Lakers, Vince Germano, Showtime and T-Wolves. Will that show ever come back again? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it, it will. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been tough. Kobe Bryant will shoot his usual 8 of 25. No, not even 8. He'll shoot like 3 of, he'll shoot like 3 of 18 in the game. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. He's not been, obviously, he's not the same guy anymore. We all know that. Um, Lakers have been playing a little better of late. They're 9-38 and right now, though. They're pretty far behind the Wolves. Um, the Wolves are 2-0 and against the Lakers. Might as well be 3-0. and I mean, you might as well. But when you look at the roster, you think they'd be a little better than this. Julius Randle, uh, obviously, really, really good up-and-coming power forward. Though not really getting over the hump yet, of course. Larry Nance Jr., He's okay. Kobe shoots too much. Uh, Williams and, and uh, Williams, Clarkson, and Russell are the ones that are really uh, the problem for the Wolves. Certainly not Roy Hibbert, ultimately. Uh, Carl Towns had a couple of awesome games against the Lakers earlier in the season. It's going to be fun. Well, the Wolves barely beat <laughs> barely beat the Lakers Wednesday, December the 9th. Oh, man, 122-123. It was like, yeah, yay, we finally won a freaking game. But, geez, what the hell. Uh, the best player in that one was... 
<laughs> Kevin Martin. That won't be the case this time around. In fact, he's got a sore right wrist right now, so we'll see what happens there. Carl Towns was the second best player. I think Towns Towns is, is going to have a good week. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You'll probably be hearing Lone Wolf Carl Anthony Towns again next week, even if the Wolves lose all four of these games. But Carl Towns is going to have another double-double type game in this one. 20-something, 20, 20-something 20 type of game. 12, 13 rebounds, maybe a couple blocks, hopefully. He's going to outplay Roy, Roy Hibbert without a doubt. He's certainly quicker than him, and it's going to be interesting to see indeed just how well Towns does out there. Rubio will do what he does. He'll get he'll get his he'll probably get ten assists maybe, and if he doesn't, uh, it won't be the prettiest game ever. Whenever Ricky Rubio is able to get double digits of assists, this team is in great shape, and that's the hope going into LA that the Wolves will be able to win this one. You you just you you don't want to see the sharpshooters though get hot because if if Clarkson and Williams start going eight bleep out there, then we might be in trouble, and that seems to be the only that seems to be what's kept the uh, Lakers in the games when the Wolves and Lakers have played. So that's what it's all about right there. But hopefully you can contain, <laughs> play a little bit of perimeter defense maybe. Wouldn't that be nice? But ultimately, I'll pick the Wolves to win the game in a high-scoring, not very good defense type of effort. Towns again, double-double, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be 112 to... It's going to be 112 to 106. Kind of a weird score, but that's what it'll be in my humble opinion. Kind of similar to the other ones, but the Wolves have only won by one point. But the Wolves will win by six this time. The Wolves only won by one point the previous two games. Part of me is afraid that the Lakers might win this one, but I'm going to stay on the positive end just just to be nice. I think the Wolves will have a 500 week and get things going in a little better direction here. I've been happy about it. Let's just hope they don't give Sam Mitchell any type of extension. That's all I'm worried about. Don't do it. Please, Glenn Taylor, do not give Sam Mitchell an extension. With that, we are going to hear a audio submission, the first ever audio submission to this show. Uh, there have been phone calls in the past, but now it's an audio submission, which is the same thing. It's, it counts as a phone call because you're calling, you know, literally using your voice recorder. So, like I said in the past, and I'll say it right now before I get to it, um, into the next segment of Fan Interaction, there's voice recorders on every cell phone out there, iPhones, Android, Samsung, whatever, you know, whatever it is, Samsung, LG, HTC, whatever, you get the idea. There are free voice recorders on all of your smartphones. Simply use that, keep it to a minute. Like, that's if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not um, uh, local in the United States. Otherwise, the phone number is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Either way, mention your show you're calling into, which is Timberwolves Explosion. And obviously for the audio submissions, when you send it from your your phone, whatever, after recording it, email uh, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. With that, we'll take a break, and the first voice you're going to hear is Tanae Wilson-Brown out of New Zealand. How's it going, Joey? Uh, just thought I'd give this a go. Uh, watched the Grizzlies game, and yeah, it was a good game. We got a good win. Um, awesome to see Shabazz score that well off the bench again, and Towns and Wiggins were super efficient, which was awesome. But Rubio had a good game, and I saw heaps of people still complaining about him and wanting him to be traded and blah, blah, blah. Um, personally, I don't think we're in a position to be able to trade him. Anything we get for him is just going to be pennies on the dollar um 
the way he finds the players, the young guys and positions that they're going to be able to score, it's awesome to give them confidence and things like that. Um, yeah, I just think it's a bit silly to think about trading him, especially at this stage of what has been a long rebuild. And he's definitely helping develop them and yeah, give give them the confidence to keep shooting and things like that. He's not the best scorer in the league, everyone knows that, but still is. He's got more, a lot more than that to offer to a team, especially on D. And yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just leave you with that. Cheers, Joey. Wow, that's a radio voice right there today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm starting to talk like Marcus right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Demarcus the forecaster. Marcus the forecaster. Yeah, I, I miss him a lot, but that's a radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we gotta, we definitely gotta do a show sometime, um, off and on here and there when, when available. You know, you get the idea. But these audio submissions are gonna be freaking huge addition to the show. Really cool. There you go. That's what it sounds like to have, uh, you know, to have a voice on the show, you know, when it comes to, like, giving opinions, even if it's just, like, a short opinion, like, on Facebook, you know, how, how I can read them. It's so nice to actually hear your voice, though, when you can kind of bring it to the air like that, like, bring it to be a part of the show. There you go. That's a live voice right there. That's what it sounds like. That's what you guys can do, like I mentioned at the end of the uh, previous segment. Rubio, yes, uh, he's, uh, the Wolves are a way better team when he's in the game, and... Me talking about Drew Holiday, all that, yeah. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you were like, "Oh man, why did he say that?" That's why I said, yeah, "Okay, I'll shut up now." <laughs> at minimum, hey, if you have Drew Holiday on the team, though, why not? Maybe have play him with Rubio at times, on and off. But eh, we're not going to get Drew Holiday, so I'm just going to again, I'm going to shut up. Um, he, he, Rubio's offense could be better if if we have him work more and more on spot up uh, three pointers and all that. That's his game. Uh, I mean, that's when he's going to start making three-pointers. That's the one shot he seems to be decent at. It seems like everything else, he's, he's not so good. But also, he's capable of taking the ball to the basket, and he showed it significantly in that Memphis game. Yeah, I mean, he was crossing people over and getting to that free-throw line. Remember, he attempted 13 free-throws in that game because he was getting to the basket. And it was fantastic. And I know late, I guess at least two of them were uh, at the end of the game type free-throws to wrap that thing up. And man, that was an awesome feeling to win that game when the Grizzlies clanged a shot and the Wolves were getting the rebound and it was foul and hope we miss type of situation. That was great. Um, yeah, there's multiple ways Rubio can be off- an offensive uh player in the game and again like I just said spot up three pointers and attacking the basket other than that well and yeah when he does attack the basket not only does it give him an opportunity to score because they're afraid to death of that he's going to make a great pass but when he does go up to score he could still make a pass draw a guy off the ground all that good stuff the more Rubio penetrates the better point guard he's going to be that type of thing um Great call, really great call, an overall fun game, and I totally hear you on Ricky Rubio being on the roster. long as he stays healthy, he is uh, a very, very, very valuable piece to this team, and I'm definitely not a Rubio hater, no. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, and when I said Rajon Rondo, all that stuff is like when I take Rondo over Rubio, yeah, because of the pedigree, uh, the rings, well, ring, ring, and almost a second ring, and he he drives to the basket and all that, too, and he can hit an occasional three late in the game, he can be clutch, and of course the assists are off the charts, they're very similar that way, and when Rubio drives to the basket, he's even more similar to Rondo, where Rondo can penetrate and attack the basket at times, and it's, it's good to see, so there you go, thanks again for that call, just absolutely fantastic, I encourage it, there you go, Randy Santana out of Australia, 
Picking up where we left off on Facebook, he says, thanks for the shout-out in the previous episode. We absolutely have to trade Martin and Prince for one decent defensive wing. But, Joey, the amount of times you mentioned Muhammad, I'm surprised the CIA haven't put a van outside your house. Has anyone noticed how many young players we drafted in the last eight years aren't even in the league anymore? Hmm. How many times did I mention Muhammad, huh? <laughs> Probably because he played, yeah, he played super well. I remember, yeah, he's the one that got the uh, Lone Wolf Award, and he was fantastic. <laughs> I, I see what you mean. Then I was like, did I mention him that much? Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I see what you mean, though. I do. I do. <laughs> An awesome article that was posted on the uh, Wolves Nation, Wolves Nation NBA Talk, which is uh, uh, owned by Ryan Newman, really, really great guy, and, and, and all lots of nice people I met on there. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, joining. Uh, for so some of you that are that are now listening to the show, really appreciate you joining the Timberwolves Explosion uh, Facebook page as well. To get there, by the way, which I might want to mention. Go in the search bar, type Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. Um, and there's also, actually now it's also, you can also type in facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Just one word, you know what I mean? Forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Because I, I finally got a, I finally got a <laughs> home address for it too. So I apologize that took so long. I didn't even think about it. How stupid of me. But uh, this this article was posted on both of those pages. Flip Flips Army's the other one. I believe Marlena Miles is the, owner of that one, the creator of that one. I'm not sure, though, but I think so. Either that or she's the most frequent poster on it, that's for sure. <laughs> or, or at least one of them, one of the main people on there. Um, but they posted a really cool article from Min Post. This was from Britt Robson, uh, Sam Mitchell Q&A, Part 2, but there's also Part 1. Of course, the link is on the Part 2, so you go to Part 2. You, if you want to read both, click on where it says Part 1, also at the top there. And just read it. Very interesting article, conversation. You kind of get a feel of what Sam Mitchell's thinking, this and that. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a, a a basketball coach, just not, I, I don't think he should be a head coach, that's all, um, at the end of the day. But a very good basketball coach, yes. Extremely uh, well-versed in the in the field, without a doubt. Um, and I posted 13 of 16 attempts combined for Wiggins and Towns tonight. And I posted that. Nobody commented where I said, what are the Cavs doing, Tyron Lue? Yeah, I wish people would do this. I wish people would treat it the same way when people post Warriors highlights. Ugh, I wish they would just not, yeah, not even respond to it. Just eh, that's that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of the year. By the way, just because, just to just to take a break, you know. Remember when I did that to Jeremy Lin years ago because of all that damn media hype? You get tired of it. It's too much. Uh, Vince Germano and I'm giving it more than I need to right now. Vince Germano says, "How about my boy Shabazz?" And yeah, he was he was awesome. He missed a couple shots late in the game, but he was awesome. Randy said, down at Santana, part of me says, Shabazz Muhammad Allah Akbar. Uh-oh, get him in the game. Oh, boy, listen to this guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a little controversial there. A little controversial. And then I took some pictures. No comment on the one where it showed the final score from Section 204. Wolves 106, Grizzlies 101, Carl Anthony Towns at 14, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Um, and then I got a little emotional because I walked over to my old seat where I sat for four seasons, over a hundred games. It was emotional. I mean, I saw Stephon Marbury. I saw, and I saw years before that when I when I wasn't a ticket holder, Gugliotta, all those guys. But yeah, I saw Marbury, uh, Dean Garrett, Garnett, all Gary Trent. I mean, the names go all over the place. And then even I had a ten game package uh, the uh, the year after. The Wolves' great season. It was the, the, when Sprewell and Gasell were still on the team, and Sprewell was doing that Mouseketeer thing with Troy Hudson. That was mental. 
Um, but I went to a couple of games also during the great season, and that was freaking fun as heck. But I saw so many people over the years from that state. I saw Michael Jordan play, Shaq. I saw, I mean, just all these generational players, uh, Shaq and Kobe. I saw even saw Carl, uh, Carl Malone. I'm almost saying Carl Anthony Towns, sorry. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Um, man, yeah, I, I got emotional. Check out the pictures if you haven't on the Facebook page where I talk about the seat and everything. Uh, section 2, 239, row E, seat 5. And I always remembered, I always imagined the announcer saying that, that the winner is section is in section 239, row E, seat 5. I would have been like, yeah, because I'd always hear winners and it would never be me. Of course not. Um, that's how it goes, though, when you're a 1 in, like, 19,000 chance of winning, a, of winning something like that. But... Oh, man. Oh, Section 239. Oof, I got teary-eyed. I mean, I saw David Robinson multiple times, Duncan. I even saw LeBron James. Uh, That was in one of those later years when uh, the Wolves were getting really good. Yeah, I saw LeBron um, put in an awesome dunk on an alley-oop. I still remember that very well. I was like, holy cow. Um, Stuff like that. That was when he was only in his second season. Um, mm, It was fun. It was fun going back there and getting all those memories back. When you look at the angle from that seat, though, you can see why I learned so much about the game of basketball. I mean, just look at the angle. The picture doesn't necessarily do it justice because it's obviously a lot larger in real life than a, than a picture can give you. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I learned so much there. So I got a little emotional. Uh, and all I said was, of course, the seats were red back then, but that's the, only, that's the exact spot. Nobody commented. Look at you guys. Look at you. You're like, who cares? It's just your seat, Joe. It's not anybody else's. So, okay, I'll move on. <laughs> and I was saying it's got to be the best dunk of Cowan's young career thus far. That was the highlight there. Randy Santana said, eat a ditch, Matt Barnes. And yes, that was the best part. And I think that's why Carl put put on the Jets in that one, because it was that SOB Matt Barnes. I mean, the most unlikable NBA player on the planet. Oh, man. I remember how Fisher and Barnes, those guys used to both drive me crazy. I remember when they were both on the Lakers. Oof, I couldn't stand it. Just they compl- they were always like in people's faces. Fisher was always asking for fouls every five seconds, uh, and then I've been told that uh, he's a legend of the game. It's like, uh, okay, he's a legend of of the Lakers championships. That's he's not. I don't think he's the legend of the basketball though. I don't know about that. I think that's a little bit, little bit high praise there for a guy that, well, whatever. <sighs> for Twitter, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. And it's mostly likes and retweets, but I appreciate every single one of them so, so very, very much. Um, Where do we go here? Mm, Vince Germano, yep. Vince Germano and Tanae Brown both retweeted when I posted about the new episode 163 coming out, Moral Victories. Thank you guys so much, and God bless you. Vince Germano, Tanae Brown, both of them have been on this show now. So now Tanae's been on the show as a as, as a... As a uh, at least as an audio submission so far, and I, I think he's going to be sending more. And please do really appreciate it, uh, Vince. You're more than welcome to do the same. Hank McCoy, you're more than welcome to do the same and get well, buddy. Get well. Yeah, he was unable to post lately. Um, oh, and I got to get back over there because I didn't go to the visitor post. He does post about it. I'll get back there in a second. My bad. The, the Twitter's brief, so I can blow through this real quick. Um, I was saying best bas- that second quarter was some of the best basketball I've seen in a while. Vince liked it. And then On the Prowl, thank you very much. Uh, at On the Prowl underscore MN. They're, like a, they're a blogger for the Wolves. On the Prowl, so thank you very much. We do follow each other. And he uh, hashtagged the future. He posted where I said 13 of 16 attempts combined for Wiggins and Towns tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, 
It was retweeted how Belisa can't shoot a three for his life or do much else. Why in God's name is he was he in there so long? But um, yeah, mostly retweets. Uh, and then there we go. Vince Germano posts about a very interesting, very important article from Real GM. Well, ultimately, it's from uh, Krasinski. AP Krasinski out there. I, I, I like Krasinski a lot. What a good guy. He's actually tweeted me back before at times. Um, but he posts about how more than half of the team is concerned with Sam Mitchell as coach. They're just concerned. They have concerns with him, basically. Nearly half the team. Kevin Garnett gave no comment. Um, ultimately, I, I, you know, I can read the whole thing right now because it's short. Uh, it says, nearly half the Timberwolves roster privately expressed concerns about Sam Mitchell. And I, you know Zach Levine's one of them. The concerns are Mitchell's outdated offensive system, his tendency to platoon his rotations, and a lack of personal accountability for the struggles. Yeah, he's like, yeah, screw you, I'm the co You know, oh, you get the idea. We know more than you, you know. Kevin Garnett was asked about the criticism Mitchell has received, and he declined to comment, passing on a chance to defend his former teammate. That's more the key than just saying, I'm not commenting on that. No, you know. Um, Mitchell said he can't be concerned about his job status. Quote, it's bigger than me. <clears throat> All I learned, I mean, excuse me, it's bigger than me, and I learned that a long time ago. It may turn out that I'm here to see it through, but it may turn out I'm not. The people in this league know there's a certain way we have to do this. The Wolves recently came out of a 1-13 stretch. Yowza. Yowza. <laughs> that's something, that's something Mr. Uh, Vince Germano would say, isn't it? <laughs> I love you. Let's give a shout out to the Courtside Podcast, by the way. <clears throat> I'm going to choke to death again. I, got, I always get dry. <clears throat> check out the Courtside Podcast on iTunes. You can probably, yeah, you can get it on Double Twist. Anything you can get on iTunes, you can also get on Double Twist. So Android users out there. I mean, did you really think an Android phone isn't as capable as an iPhone when it comes to podcasts? Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, so yeah, Double Twist is the application. There's also others out there. They're welcome to check out anytime. That they, they just mirror what goes on iTunes. It's not complicated. So rock and roll there. Uh, I was on the Facebook page and I blew it. Woohoo! Good job, Joey. Because <clears throat> I know we're going to hear from Hank McCoy here very shortly. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano are the hosts of the Courtside Podcast. There's also the crossover. Might as well. I always post their show up for them on the sportsstuff.com because I'm like the vice president, you could say. <laughs> basically, that's what I am. Vice president and admin, basically, of the sportsstuff.com. So, yeah. There you go. Ah, uh, yes, he did write a few times here. Damn it, look at me. Man, I missed a few things here. Lucas Quayle even came back. Yeah, we had a long, yeah, we had an extended conversation. That was a lot of fun, actually. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Joe Phillips was saying, woohoo, when the Wolves finally won the game. That was against Phoenix, and that was fun. I agree with you, Joe, out of Australia. Lucas Quayle, yep, very fun conversation, by the way. And he, he said he was catching up. Sometimes he gets behind. And, you know, I get behind on other podcasts, uh, retro gaming podcasts. Um, I only, yeah, like, I only listen to a few other basketball shows at this point, and, yeah, I, I'm generally able to keep up, but if I get behind, I get behind, so I totally understand the video game ones are easy to get behind, but they're, they're retro games, by the way, I don't, I don't listen to anything, <laughs> like Xbox or anything, I'm talking in television, ColecoVision, Atari 2600, that type of podcast, yeah, that type, way, way back in day, the day. I'm getting way off track again. I apologize, Lucas. Uh, Lucas is from is from uh, South Dakota there. I, I always used to say the Twin Cities, but he's from South Dakota, and he's excited that uh, Rochester submits its bid for the Timberwolves' NBA D-League franchise, and it sounds like that's going to happen, and that's really cool. 
I'm very, very happy about that, to have a team in Rochester, Minnesota. That'd be fantastic. Uh, it was the Sioux Falls uh, for Skyforce, was it? It used to be them, but we weren't like officially affiliated. We were kind of like semi-affiliated. Kind of, I think it was us in the Miami Heat in the past, the Skyforce, and that's where... Uh, that's where, like, Lucas Quayle is, is, is close to that area there. Uh, Tanay out of New Zealand says, I hadn't heard about this great news and a step in the right direction for the team's future. Amen, hallelujah. And, you know, what if the NBA had an AHL-type system, you know, like hockey? Hockey has the AHL, like Eric like Eric Riley, Mike Riley, defenseman on the Minnesota Wild. Maybe he needs to develop some more. Matt Dumba, guys like that. Send them, they send them down to the AHL, they develop, and they come back and they're ready for the NHL. It'd be nice to be able to have a situation like that in the NBA where maybe some of your prospects don't make the NBA roster on opening day and they develop in the NBDL and they kind of they, they develop and get better and bada bing, bada boom. Right now, Adrian Payne, I guarantee you, would be in the AHL per se if this was hockey. <laughs> he would be in the AHL right now. <laughs> Nemanja Bielica would be in the AHL. Yeah, unless the coach is stupid, but maybe he is. Joseph Phillips saying second half and third quarter again. Sigh. Yep, that was what it was. That was that Dallas game there. The Timberwolves, um, no, that was a different game. That was a different game. I'm kind of off track here. That was uh, that was Pelicans. That was a Pelicans game. Hank McCoy on Friday said the Timberwolves should seriously consider bringing in David Blatt as head coach. He would be a great coach for the young guys and would probably enjoy the no egos in mini. I agree that he is a... I think he'd be a viable candidate. Um, there might even be an even bigger name, possibly a Jeff Van Gundy, uh, as a possibility, though. He, Jeff Van Gundy is the type of guy I would look on to be like as a new flip, believe it or not, as a president of basketball operations. And if he needed to, he could come in as a coach, but hopefully not. Uh, not that I don't think he's a good coach, because he is a good coach. So maybe he'd bring in his own coach so he doesn't have to deal with all the stress of being a coach, because... Jeff Van Gundy got stressed out, man. Um, he wasn't like Rudy Tomjanovich, where he like almost killed a guy. I mean, that guy is crazy. Rudy Tomjanovich is crazy and almost killed him. And then he goes, he almost killed him with the Houston Rockets. And then he goes to work for the L.A. Lakers, head coach of the Lakers. I'm like, that's not going to last. And it only lasted a couple of months. That was kind of dumb. Like, what were they thinking? Anyhow, but uh, I like David Blatt. And he was brought in to start a new franchise of the Cleveland Cavaliers. With, uh, you know, you get the idea. Kyrie Irving, um, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Tristan Thompson, others, guys like that. Talented young guys who could have been a nice team. A lot like Spolster was brought in to develop a young Miami Heat team. And then, boom, he got thrown into the LeBron James uh, hurricane. <laughs> Literally, LeBron James tornado there. And, well, he survived it and got two championships. And he's still a head coach today. David Blatt, I think, will be a head coach again in the NBA, and that's what he wants to be. He does not want to be an assistant. Uh, is he a possible candidate to be the coach of the Wolves? From what we're hearing, the Wolves are not interested right now. So I don't know what to think of that. But but with a new owner coming in from the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, as I try not to cough to death, <laughs> Steve Kaplan, he's buying 30% of the team. Pardon me, I keep, yeah, my throat was getting dry again. Uh, Steve Kaplan is the guy. 30%, uh, he'll be buying 30% of the team as soon as this month of February, end of February or so. And he probably will have say on the new head coach and president of basketball operations. That's good news. Hopefully, I hope he does. And that it's not because Steve Kaplan's ultimately going to be the owner of the Timberwolves. From what they say, he's going to be the majority owner and he's going to promise to keep them here. 
what that means with Kevin Garnett, I have no idea. And it's funny how you bring up David Blatt, but then, see, it goes into all this stuff. There's so many tentacles to everything right now at the Wolves because there's just so many things going on. You got the young stars, you got the new building, the new the, the Target Center getting renovated, and then the ownership group, and Kevin Garnett, it's freaking weird. And, of course, the death of Flip Saunders. We wouldn't even be talking about it if Flip was still living, man. Not anything. Uh, except maybe Flip hiring a new coach. That's about it. But I don't know. It sucks. God, it's, uh, I still get so sad. Uh, I was saying I do think you'd be better than Sam Mitchell. That's for sure. Blah, blah, blah. And now they, yep, they weren't expecting that. Hank McCoy says he's a world-class coach, and I have no problem with his rotations. More often than not, he plays the right players at the right time, plus with the pressure of chasing a championship and having to deal with all the egos in Cleveland. He could do wonders for this Wolves team. I would like it. I mean, I would not be against it, really. Uh, Tanae saying, I would love Blatt and Minnie. He did some really good stuff with good teams and average teams in Europe. Hank saying, happy Australia Day, mate. Sorry, Delhi punished the Wolves today. Where's the perimeter defense gone with this team? Um, it hasn't really been there. <laughs> what did I say? It's been pretty much in hibernation since 2004, my friend. Yep. Oh, and then we talked back and forth for a while. Uh, he said, "Now he said, very true. Now go eat a Vegemite sandwich. Whoa. Hee. He says, I know Kyrie Irving turned him inside out. Retire, retire, retire. Yeah, I was saying, Tayshaun Prince, why is he playing 30 minutes? And now the Wolves are tanking and blah, blah, blah. He says, maybe we're after Simmons. That type of conversation back and forth there. Kind of fun. Ah, uh, here we go. Hank McCoy saying, writing's on the wall for Coach Mitchell. Do they replace him before the end of the season or wait for a next and fresh start? I say, why wait? Thoughts and... I say why wait, yeah. I say why wait. Uh, if there is a name out there, I mean, Jeff Van Gundy's available. I mean, the Wolves brought, the Wolves were talking to Flip Saunders before the end of the season, but then again, we did wait till the end, so who knows. Galvin Sylvie saying, get rid of him, need a firm but fair development coach. Mitchell isn't that person, and I agree. I agree. Uh, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen right now, though. There's absolutely no rumors of any kind. Uh, Doogie, Darren Wolfson, uh, has said that there is a current coach that we're looking at right now to come in and run the show, literally be president of basketball and head coach. And he didn't say if it's college. He said, I, I'm not going to say if it's NBA or college, but he's a current coach right now. So, don't know. Uh, that's his scoop. That's what he does. That's what Darren Doogie Wolfson does. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Doogie's generally pretty good. Um, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll see. That's a, obviously a local guy here, local reporter and such. He's always been a uh, kind of an NBA, a beat, uh, an NBA um, rumor mill type of guy. He's always been that kind of guy, like a Chad Ford used to be, not, not anymore. Um, he's trying to be the next Krasinski or uh, Wojnowski, who's like the king of uh, NBA reporting. Hank McCoy wraps things up here saying, Hey, Joey, I just wanted to say, sir, I haven't been on the boards of late. Yeah, that was like about last week mostly. But yeah, you were really busy this week, Hank, and I appreciate it. Uh, he says, I've been in and out of the hospital this month. Yeah, it was the month. Yep, but don't worry. I'll be back soon enough to torment you on your own show soon enough. Love your work, buddy. Hugs all around. And you know what? I love you too, Hank. And hug, hugs back to you. And uh, saying, I totally understand. I'm sorry to hear you're going through a... I'm tired to, to hear you're going through a tough stretch. I... Wishing you the best. Um, I don't want to pry and ask too much. Um, you're welcome to tell me behind the scenes in a private message or even on there if you're not too worried about it. But what's what's going on? I hope hope the best for you, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I get so busy and I I don't I haven't been messaging people as much as I normally do. I like to stay in touch frequently, but sometimes I get out of touch. It's so busy, so much BS going on. But I, I, I'm not as 
I'm not always busy, though. Thank God for smartphones. You can. It's easier to stay in touch with people than it used to be in that sense. But then again, you almost never see anybody <laughs> in real life, though. So there it is. Uh, thank you guys so much for your posts. God bless all of you. Really liked hearing the audio submission. Sorry the show was a bit long, but there was a lot to say on this show and a lot of catching up to do. Thank you all so very much. And uh, if you like this show, please do give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher. It's greatly appreciated. It makes the show more attractive to potential listeners out there. Um, people have heard this show. Some like it, some don't. I mean, it, it's not for everybody. Uh, not everybody Not everybody wants to hear somebody who isn't a Kool-Aid drinker. They'd rather hear a Kool-Aid drinker show. That's up to you. I'll never drink Kool-Aid for anybody. I can't do it. So if you want to hear more, uh, more of an honest approach, more of a... Just hardcore Timberwolves basketball, knowledgeable, veteran, all that, without necessarily all the flash and pizzazz of some people out there, or just screaming and yelling into a microphone, grandstanding. Well, this is this is the show for you that that doesn't do all that craziness. Though I do get though I do get passionate, I get aggressive. It's going to happen at times, and I did probably quite a few times on this show as well. That's why I can't breathe right now. So. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Do take care, and we'll be back next week.